Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. You look so good this morning. Tell your neighbor you look good today. Would you tell them that? Encourage them with a word this morning. Tell them they look good this morning on a Sunday morning. I'm glad you're here. And uh, if this is your first time with us at Faith Renewed, I'm telling you this. I absolutely love it when God sends folks our way for the first time. So if it's in-house, you could be joining us this morning at home, online, on our online family, wherever it may be. If this is your first time, we just as a church family want to tell you we're glad you're here. So Faith Family, would you let our first-time guests know you love them this morning? Come on. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If you're in-house for the first time, make sure you connect with someone from our host dream team. We'd love to just get to know you. If they haven't already grabbed you, said hello to you, given you a gift, please swing by the uh, Connect area, hospitality area. We'd love to just get to know you better. But I'm just glad that you're here. I do, I do want to take a moment and say it's good to have for the first time as husband and wife, Matt and Caitlin McManaway. Would you guys stand up? Come on, stand up. Show some love to the newlyweds. Amen. Come on. Good to have you guys back. Hope you guys had a wonderful honeymoon. Hope you had a great time. Welcome home. Welcome back. And uh, married life's a good thing. And uh, we're going to be talking about marriage today, so uh, yeah, say, tell your neighbor, say, uh-oh. Yeah, no, it's all good, but we're just glad, again, that you're here to be able to, again, be a part of this day, and again, first time, faithful family, you're valuable to us. You mean more to us than you know, and so again, thank you for being here. And we would love to see you get connected. We'd love to see you get plugged into what God's doing, and Church Center's a great way to do that. If you, I know uh, Pastor Lloyd already shared that you can download that app, sign up for things like baptism, baby dedications, faith groups, all that good stuff. And um, again, I'd love for you to do that. But right now, I want you to do this. I want you to grab your Bible. And uh, anybody bring their Bible to church? Come on, show me, your, show me your Bible real quick, if you brought it, okay? Some are glowing, some are glowing, some are, some are pages, no matter what you use. It's valuable and it's so important that we spend time in it. And um, one of the things we believe here at Faith Renewed is God's Word cover to cover, beginning to end, and uh, we believe that it's true, and uh, we believe by the grace of God, the help of the Holy Spirit, we can live this out, and so I'm going to make it easy on you today. You don't have to search for this one too hard, but would you go with me to Genesis chapter 1? Come on, say Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, come on, amen, the very beginning, and uh I love, uh, also, we, we use the YouVersion Bible app. If you, if you use that app, uh, you're more than welcome to do this right now. You can just click on the YouVersion app right now, go to more, then events, and you will actually just right there find Faith Renew. Click on that and follow right along with me right there. But if you didn't, don't have that. It's on the screen for you as well. So Genesis chapter 1, I want to read verses 27 and 28 here in the opening, here in the beginning, and um, just two verses. And it says this, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Our church takes that one pretty serious. If you hang out here 
a whole lot. I'm telling you, man, we will have some babies in this church. Amen. And, uh, and I love it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing from the Lord. I'm telling you, I love it. It's a good thing. Uh, now, again, dedication. Sign up if you haven't done that. Free plug right there. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We'll pause there. We'll, we'll pray, and then we'll jump back in. Would you join me? Yes, Father, we, we love you, and we are honored and blessed and thankful today, God, to be able to gather and just spend some time today in your word and just spend time with our family. Just gather. And, uh, and Lord, we just thank you for each person in this room, each person who's a part of our online family this morning, God. We just pray and declare your greatest blessings over them, Lord. And we just thank you that we're seeing your hand of blessing on relationships. And, Lord, we ask that you'll continue to bless them. Move in our lives, Lord. And as your word is open and as you speak, God, I want us, Lord, to be doing our part as well. And that's hearing and obeying and responding accordingly to your word. And we just thank you for what you're doing, who you are. Give you praise for it all in Jesus' name. Would you say it, church? Amen. Amen. Turn around one more time and just say hello to somebody behind you or in front of you. All right? We're going to make you stretch a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. Relationship goals. Somebody t- somebody say relationship goals. Um, yeah. That's, that's where we're at. We're hanging out. We're having a series right now, and it has been, man, deep. We've been going in and going hard after, again, God's Word, looking at learning and growing, and, and our goal is to build strong relationships. How many knows we need each other desperately? I mean desperately. And, it's, and when I say that, we need family. We need community. We need brothers and sisters in the Lord. We need one another. We're, we're not good by ourselves. Now, I know you need some alone time, and you need space, and that's all good. And hey, I'm not coming against that. Everybody can have that, and those are important things. But we need relationship. And, uh, and again, I think it's important. I think you value relationship this, this morning by getting up, coming into God's house. You showed that you have a relationship with him, or you want to grow in that. You, you want to go and be obedient to his word and, and go out and, and spend time in God's house. And so that's a beautiful thing. And so what we've been doing in this series, we've been spending a lot of time Looking at the relationships in our life, we've looked at like honoring mothers and fathers, and we've done parenting, and we've, we've looked heavily and dug deeply into which will always be the most important relationship. That's our, our relationship with Christ. Amen. And so I want to invite you this morning, if you don't have a, have a relationship with Jesus and, and you haven't surrendered your life to the Lord, man, God loves you so much. I just, I, I, can't, I will never be able to get past how great the gospel is. I mean, and how much good news that is. And, and it's good news because there's bad news. We're lost without Jesus. And we need him in our heart and life. And so that is the most important relationship. And we've been looking at, in our relationship with the Lord and how we grow in our walk with him, how we can also apply that to the relationships around us. And so last week, I shared a message. It's called, I Surrender All. And I hope, man, that you have this week just been laying everything down and surrendering everything over to the Lord. And this, and again, it's a beautiful thing when you surrender to Jesus. Amen. Stop resisting him. You'll never win. Amen. You'll never win. So uh, just surrender all. And, and we talked about what surrender looks like. And I shared three words with you. Uh, they were sacrifice, service, and selfless. And... Um, 
That's what it looks like. So if you're wondering if you've surrendered all, those are some ways. And if you haven't heard that message, go back. All the messages on this series are, are online as well as all their others. I encourage you to do that. But today, I, I want to talk about for a few moments, what is marriage? Yeah, I want to talk about today, what is marriage? And um, if, if you don't know this, um, you should know this. It, 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 should, it should affect how you, again, are in relationship and who you're in a relationship with and how to defend against certain things in your life. But Satan hates you. I'm telling you, man, he really does. He, there's not one piece in, in, in him, and, and there's not going to be a celebration in hell with all the buddies and all the friends, and we're going to get together, and we're going to party, dude. It's going to be awesome, man. No, Satan hates you. He hates everything about you. He, he hates that what I just read a few moments ago, that you were made in the image of God. He hates that about you. He really, he really, I really hates it that like when he looks at you, someone who was made in the image of God, the very one he rebelled against and got booted out of heaven by, and when he looks at you, he hates you because what you represent. Now, he really, now, the, I believe this, I believe the hatred goes to a whole nother level when we look at marriage because we see that, again, he created male and female, and when he brings that together in the unity and the picture of marriage, I believe it brings a level of hatred in his heart that rises up within him, and he releases every demon that he has against marriage. I believe he releases everything that he has. Now, we see this, and it's heartbreaking. We know that it's according to statistics that 50% of marriages fail. But I believe 100% of marriages can make it when it's done God's way. That's the only way. That's the only way that it'll work. That's the only way that it'll happen is when we do marriage God's way. And so today as we jump into this, we're going to spend some time here for a little while because uh, this is such an important, important relationship. It's, it's what the family, again, is birthed from, and it's what it, the, the church is built off of. That's family. And so as we look at this, I know this also. I know this can be a sensitive subject. And so what I, I want to do today is... I. As we talk about a sensitive subject, um, I, I, I want to be sensitive to that, um, and, and, but I don't want to shy away from truth. I don't want to pull back from the thing that will heal. I don't, I don't want to pull back from the very thing that will bring hope to your situation and your life, and, but I do believe this. I believe God is not just going to bring healing to marriages. That's going to happen. Whether you like it or not, bro, it's going to happen because God's word is going to go forth. It's going to take root in some hearts. It's going to produce some fruit that's going to remain. And you're going to be like, man, I can't even stop it. This thing's just getting healed. And I don't even know what to do, man. It's just going to happen. But I believe this also. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to bring healing to the wounds that have been caused by marriage. And there's a lot of hurting people. There's a lot of wounded people because of marriage, and, and this is the truth, you can't be and function in the relationship that you need to have in your life today if you're still wounded from a previous one. 
And so we're going to see the Holy Spirit, I believe, do this. He's going to do something specific and special in the hearts and lives. And so, again, stay with me. If, if you're like, if you're in the in faith students, and you're like, bro, I'm good right now for a while. I ain't thinking about this one for a while. You know, don't, don't check out. Don't check out. I'm going to help you all today, all right? If you're single, and we know this singleness is a gift from God. I've preached that, and, and we know that also. And if you're married, don't say amen, all right, to that part. But, but it, singleness is a gift, a beautiful gift. We did messages on that and I mean how incredible singleness can be. But if you're in a marriage, we want today to look at and prioritize this and I truly believe this. God's going to heal. So even if you're single, don't check out. Like listen, please don't because like you never know what God may do later down the line for you. You're like, oh no he won't. <laughs> you may be like, oh no he ain't. You, you never know. But also this, you know married people. You do, you know married people. And if it's God's words given to you and it's put in your hands and you've been given seed, you're also supposed to sow that and give that and put it out there. So we want to do it in that light today. So I want to talk to you. I want to try to answer the question, what is marriage? Because I think that's important foundationally that we learn this and see this above everything else. We get the definition right. We get what marriage truly is first and understand that. And it's going to be some things that you'll see we're going to build from. But First off, I, I want to give you three. You can follow along if you have this in, in, on your U version today or look on the screen. But the first thing is we look at and answer this question, what is marriage? Number one, I want you to know that marriage is God's design. That's his design. God designed that. And, and so he was, from the very beginning, he was the one who created designed this. He's the one who defined this. And, and I love something Max Lucado said. He said, God created marriage. God created marriage. No government subcommittee envisioned it. No social organization developed it. Marriage was conceived and born in the mind of God. And so that's what we want to see. When we talk about marriage today, I want to look at biblically what that means. I want to look at, and first of all, we need to see this, that marriage is God's design. And I love that he set this in motion from the very beginning. Like, that's why today, like, we jumped into Genesis, like, in the beginning, book, book of beginnings. We see where this was something, the marriage took place from the very get-go. So as we go to the beginning, I want us to go back to that. I want us to look at, we've read Genesis 1. I want to look at a portion now of Genesis 2. So if you have that, flip the page or just keep, keep following along. In Genesis 2, in verses 21 through 24, we, we see this. I love this. It says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. Some hell of man. Y'all wonder why your husband wants to take a nap. God set this thing up, y'all. I'm telling y'all, he set this thing in motion. Don't be interrupting what the Lord is doing in your husband's life. Come on, fellas, help a brother out. When he's laid back on the recliner, don't be messing up what the Lord is doing in his life. Come on, I better say that again. Amen. The Lord is at work. Whoo, I felt that, man. And the Lord God, he calls a deep sleep. That's the best kind, amen? I was in that the other night. I, 
I'm used to one of the lightest sleepers around. And I had done a lot that day, above and beyond, crazy day. And I was in another zone. I didn't know this. Um, come to find out, at about, I don't know, 1130, 12 o'clock range or whatever, um, noise going off, like sound like gunfire happening outside the house. And if y'all know, we living with our, our daughter and son-in-law now. And I'm in another realm. The Lord had caused a deep sleep to fall upon Terry. Whew, and I was feeling good, amen, and didn't know this. All the noise was going off. Faith says she woke up, and Chris was crouched down behind the window looking and getting ready, getting ready to grab his nine, and I mean, it was just, it was on. Angel gets up. They all go down. The neighbors come out, come to find out somebody down the road was shooting fireworks. <laughs> Deep sleep had fell upon Terry. I never knew until the next day. So, man, the Lord is at work in my life right now. Thank you, Jesus, for, for that. But the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall. And, and this is what he did. He, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs. Oh, man. And closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. That's where she got her name. Adam was like, whoa, man. Bruh. That was awesome. I mean, and, and so... Wow. And so he brings her to him. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called, whoa, man, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Oh, man. The Lord did something in that moment. He set up and created marriage. He is the one who set this in place. And, and I love that he put, a, he put the man into a deep sleep block so he couldn't take credit for it. I'm serious. I, that, he, he put the man into a deep sleep so he couldn't be like, man, look what I did. I just took one rib, man, and I was able to make the No, he, he showed, man, in the very beginning that it was his plan. Put him to sleep. Said, you're going to have nothing to do with this, Adam. I'm going to be the one behind this, and I'm going to create now and make, and then I'm going to put together. But we see something here that when we see marriage, this is what Scripture would say a marriage is, a man and a woman that come together as one. This, in that moment, they, they make a lasting covenant. They, they make in that moment a picture where it says that now they're no longer two, but now you have become one. And so God was the one who from the very beginning defined what marriage should look like. And so a definition of marriage, if you're wondering, it's a man and a woman coming together, becoming one in purpose, one in value, one in design. And so now we see again in that a picture. Now, this is unfortunately what we're seeing today. There has been now over several years a big push to redefine marriage. There just is. And it's unfortunate, and it's sad. We're seeing now a big push. There are organizations, there are social groups, there, there are groups out there, and they have all kind of names, and, and those names just keep growing, and we're just seeing more and more. And what now those groups are doing, they feel like and believe, and they don't have a right, and me and you don't have a right either to redefine marriage. 
because none of us defined it to begin with. He did. So we can't redefine something we never defined from the very beginning. And so again, now we can't do this. We can't come in. Now what we're seeing is they're not redefining it. They're destroying it. This is what's happening. And I don't know if you realize this and see how important it is that we grab this today as we talk about this, but this is, this is a, a plot, and Satan is behind this, and the devil loves what's happening right now because he knows if he can redefine something, he can make it what he wants it to be. And so what he's trying to do today is destroy the life of America. He's trying to destroy the life of this world. How's he going to do it? He's going to go all the way back to the beginning. That's what he's going to do. He's going to take it all the way back to the beginning. And what we're seeing today, man, we're, we're seeing marriages now distorted and destroyed, not redefined, not that we're seeing it distorted and destroyed. And so God made this, and we don't have a right to change it. We don't have a right to change any of these things. And I'm telling you, man, and I don't know if you've seen this, how like real this is, like how they're trying to put it in your face, something that me and you use every day of our lives, our mobile cell phone. It's in everything. And now it's like, man, where in, in, it's at the place now where some of you are like, man, I'm guarding against, I'm not watching certain stuff. I'm not listening to certain things. I'm not even going there. It has done slid in in every place in your life now. My mind was blown. I was, I was looking for something the other day, didn't realize this, is, this was where we were at. But I was looking for it, and I don't know if y'all talk like I do in text or in messages or whatever. I would jiff it up, bro. I ain't scared to use a GIF, y'all. I don't know if you don't know what a GIF is, man. I, 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 and especially like when you find a prize, you're like, man, I've never seen that. When you start looking, you find, oh, I'm using that one. I'm going to save that one. I'm going to put that out there. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about. You break out a GIF on something, and it's just like, man, you get excited about that. I, I will GIF it. I will emoji it up. And I ain't doing that because I don't want to text you back. I actually enjoy like the conversations behind those things, man. I, it's just a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it. Other day I was looking for 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 an emoji. If you know what an emoji is on your phone, if you text him, and and it's those little symbols, little smiley faces, and all this kind of stuff on your phone. So I just want to help somebody. And so, but I was looking through the emojis the other day trying to find one. And right there on my phone, I'm like, man, I don't go to stuff. Oh, yeah, I try to avoid certain things. I want to guard my heart. And right on my phone, man, it, there was it was a bride that was a that was a dude. And it's and it's on your phone, right? If you pull it off, you have an updated version. There was there was a groom. There was a female on my phone. And when I say this, man, I'm saying this again. I want to be sensitive. But do you realize, again, this has been put before you? They want this to become normal in your life. And this is an enemy that's behind this who was out to destroy what marriage is because God created them male and female. And he brought a male together with a female and joined them together to make them one flesh, one in purpose. He defined this from the get-go. He showed us this, and this is today an all-out agenda from the devil to destroy the home and ultimately destroy our 
nation. So we have to do this. We have to guard against these things. We have to protect. We have to do that with love, but we have to do it with truth. We cannot shy away from what God's Word says in the Bible about what something is. And marriage is man and woman designed to come together as one. That's his plan. Always has been. Always will be. He has not redefined it. We can't either. So again, we see this here. And again, it's so important. And I wish, man, that the groups that were out there trying to do those things would meet a real Christian. I'm serious, man. I wish they would go to a real Bible church because, man, it's in a real Bible church. It's in a place that the love of God is flowing, that women are loved and appreciated, that the marriage is shown to be beautiful of what it is. It can be a great thing. So I hope today, man, that we'll see this and we'll be that representative. God's called me and you to do this, but he has not changed his mind. And we see this. Jesus said it. The Father established it. He put it in place in the beginning. Jesus comes along, and we see this now in Matthew 19 in red letters in verse 6. He comes behind that and says that so then they are no longer two but one flesh. One flesh. One flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Oh, man, let no man separate. It's God's design. It's always been God's design. Secondly, marriage is an illustration. I like that word because, man, it, it is an illustration. It is a, it's a, it's a picture. An, an illustration is this. It's an example serving to clarify or prove something. So marriage today is an illustration. It's been turned into an illusion. An illusion is this, is by definition, a false idea or belief. So, so we, we need to see this, that this is an illustration. We see throughout the Bible, God presents himself as the husband, that the body of Christ is a bride. Now, some of the fellows are like, hold up now. now I don't, I'm not, don't put me in that little bride category. You just spoke up. But listen, I want you to see how beautiful this thing is. Just as we hear that, man, the sons of God, that ladies, you got to jump in on that sometime. All right? But guys, we got to be around this. We have to look at this because this is an illustration of what God wants to show us in the relationship of husband and wife. He wants to show us how beautiful and how much today he loves me and you. And so again, marriage is the closest thing. It's the most intimate, should be the most intimate, most beautiful relationship in our life outside of a relationship with Christ. That's the one. It should be marriage. It should be husband and wife coming together, working together as one. And again, it's one of the reasons Satan hates it. And again, so I want you to see this and understand this. When there is an attack against marriage, it is an attack against the gospel itself. This is an attack against the gospel itself. It's, it's an attack against a husband laying down his life for his bride, serving her, giving everything over her. It is, a, it is a picture of this, and the enemy hastens. So again, when he sees this, he comes against it in so many ways. Now, in Ephesians 5, we see this. Now, we'll, we'll look at Ephesians 5, I believe, later in this series. But it, it is a great chapter on marriage. I use this a lot in counseling, premarital counseling things. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, talking about marriage, he says this is a great mystery. Some of you are like, it sure is. 
What a better way to describe. There's no better way, Lord, than to describe my marriage. It's a mystery. No, but it is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Oh, man, think about this for a moment. He's speaking about something called marriage, but he's also describing a picture, making a picture of what Christ and the church looks like. He is showing us how much he loves us. And this is what's tragic. There are a lot of people who are wounded in their relationship with the Lord because of a marriage relationship. And we see things like this and we're saying, man, if that's what it's like, I don't want that. You have to understand, listen, we're vulnerable people. We're human people. We have messed this up. We have, we have failed in this area as man. But listen, God loves us so much. And this is what God made. God made a covenant with me and you. God established a covenant with me and you. And this is what he said. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, man. You're my people. I, I'm not going anywhere. And this is what I love, man. This is what's important about marriage, that we see this today as an illustration and a picture of what Christ did for us, marriage is us entering into a covenant relationship. Now, this is men you enter into a covenant relationship. We just had a beautiful wedding a few weeks ago. Man, oh, man, a beautiful time. I love weddings, a celebration of that, of, of two becoming one together, one in flesh, one in purpose. How awesome is that? Man, it's a beautiful thing. And this is what happens a lot of times. When I do that ceremony, we will sit there and, and I will talk about it. One of the questions I asked during premarital counsel is we're putting together the service. I'll say, say, hey, do you want to do a traditional vow? Or do you want to make your own personal vows to one another? Both are being made before God and before man. Neither are right, neither one's wrong. You don't have to do it a certain way or whatever. But again, or you're making a vow. Now, when I do this with couples and I share the vows, this is what I typically say. I take you, so-and-so, to be my wedded spouse, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, and sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part. And to you I pledge my faithfulness. This is my solemn vow. Oh, man, it's beautiful to see a husband and wife turn and face one another, look at each other and speak to those words. I love it when they do personal vows, when they'll pull out, you know, and just and begin to read what they've written from their heart. But how scary would it be, like, if during those vows they pull it out and instead of the covenant that it has been made and that it is and that they're making, they pull out a contract, Some people do. Is that what you say? <clears throat> yeah, it's unfortunate. They do. Um, a contract. And, and, and what if, man, they pull this out and they look at each other and, you know, Matt, you looked at Caitlin the other day. You're like, All right, girl, if you do this part, I'm going to do this. Now, if you go here, if I, then I'm not. No. What would that look? I mean, I don't know about you. I'm looking for the door. That one ain't going to make it. It's just not because, like, we start seeing this and we have a contract. We had a contract. Brian, man, represented Rock Dyer, sale of our home. We had a contract. When you do contracts, this is what you're doing. You're trying to get everything that you can and give as little as possible. 
We just are, man. It's where we're at. It's just what you want. It's a contract. But this is not a covenant relationship. In a covenant relationship, you, you, you're saying now that in this relationship, I'm now doing this. I'm giving everything to you that I have. I'm laying this all down before you. I'm going to be with you in the good times, bad times, whether ugly or, I mean, whatever it is, I'm not going anywhere. So when you look at covenant, simplify and bring it all back to the words, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving you. I'm not going anywhere. But sadly today, we have to do this just as we have today to define marriage, what it truly is. I I feel like we even have today because, again, the church has so shied away from from reality and truth and have pulled back from things that need to be said. I feel like also I need to put an asterisk even right here in this moment. Listen, if you're in an abusive relationship, if 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 you're in a relationship this violent, that it's, it's you're being emotionally manipulated and there is concern for your safety, you need to leave that. And I know that when I said in relationship goals, they wanted this is going to get ugly, this is going to get real. Now listen, I'm not saying you need to go to divorce court. That's the last thing that I want for you. That's the last thing that I hope you would want for you. And that's the, I can tell you this is true. It's the last thing God wants for you. But also we need to talk about and deal with and see the truth as here. If in any way, listen, again, I'm not telling you to, to, to go run away and, man, and see what you can get out of them now and, and, and destroy their lives because of what they've done to you. I'm not saying that. But listen, I, I, I don't, and God doesn't want for you to be in an unsafe environment. He doesn't. He does not want this for you because this is what I've seen, and this is what it will always be. It takes two people to have a marriage that works. And if there's only one of you working on it, man, it will not work. And again, what does God want for you? He wants it to death to you part. This is what he wants for you. This is his design and this is his plan. This is what he for have for you. So I'm not going to give permission for your, your broken spouse to abuse you in the name of God or try to say, man, pastor said that you have to do this. This is real, but it's true. It's wrong. And so again, what needs to happen in those situations, healing needs to unfold. And we need to see God work. And it will only happen when we get honest and real. Uh, and, and this is the truth. This used to be something that we would only say to, to the ladies because the guys are the only ones doing this. That's not true anymore. It's never been true, but it's just now being honest and people are talking about it. When I went through police academy and I, I was in the police academy, one of the courses, I don't know if you remember, remember this, Isaac, we, one of the courses I had to take was on criminal domestic violence. And one of the classes that I took, man, the one that w- was actually, again, where female abusing the male and the relationship happens on both sides, and it's wrong. I watch these things about, again, a spouse. And, again, I know it gets tight in here. It's getting warm here. Listen, this, but I, I, I watched those things unfold, and it broke my heart, made me mad, made me angry. And, again, it, I believe it breaks the heart of God. And so, again, we see this. The statistics would say that one out of three women have faced this. That's true. There are a lot of broken ladies in this room right now. But also, again, it happens on both sides. We see this around. And, and again, this is what typically happens. Men will use their size and strength to abuse. It's what, what guys do a lot of times. 
But women to do this, they, they tend to be emotionally and manipulative and they use tactics and, and they come against and they abuse a spouse as just as well. And, and this is what happens. Both can be so devastating. And both are sin. And both need a savior. I know his name is Jesus. Both need a healer. And it's the Lord that I serve. And so we need to be real and look at this again in a covenant relationship. And we've watched God do this. We've watched space be put between a couple. And then we've seen God heal individually, bring back together and heal as a whole. And they're marrying today and serving in church and doing things. So we've seen it. God can work in so many ways. But God did this. He sent a helper. He sent a helper. He didn't send a maid, a service, someone we could abuse, beat down. He, he sent a helper. We're supposed to be in this thing serving together. And so this is what we see. Jesus established a covenant with us when he laid his life down. And when he did this, it was, it, he said this, it's only broken by death. He's only done it once. He's not dying again. So Christ today with you and with me has established an everlasting covenant that cannot be broken. So today, listen, it's an illustration when me and you as husband and wife when we walk these things out and when we show a broken world what it's supposed to look like we're showing them man Jesus loves you that much he loves you this much so today marriage is God's design marriage is an illustration and marriage is also it's a gift to me and you it is a gift that we've been given April 4th 1992 I was given a gift. My, my wife had a momentary lapse in judgment. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know what she was thinking, man. But she said, I do. And God said, here's a gift to you. If you have that, again, we know singleness is a gift and we've preached it. But if you have been given this, if you're in this, you have this. I want you to see your marriage for what it is. It's a gift to you. And he loves you so much. And he wants you to take that gift and cherish it. It's what he does to us. It's what he does to his bride. He said he's making it without spot, wrinkle, but he's making this thing beautiful. It's what he does for me and you. I want you to treat the spouse that you've been given as a gift, not the dirty Santa gift. <sighs> not the dirty Santa gift you got stuck with. Now, some of them are good, man. That's why it goes around a couple of times. Somebody jacked that thing and you got stuck with one. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Some, I heard Northerners call that something else, not dirty Santa. Yeah, white elephant. I don't know what it has to do with Christmas. But, uh, but white elephant. But, man, whatever it is, but you got stuck with it. And what you did, you don't stick that in the... You've been given a gift. I was given a gift April 4th. I want to care for that gift. Today, if you have that, you're in that. Today, if you're in marriage, I want you to see it as a gift that it is. And this is tough because, man, as I was looking at things, man, I, I, I've, I've been studying and we're, I've been reading, you know, Scripture and even preparing for this message. And one of the books that you go to for things like this is Proverbs. Man, what a, oh, man, Proverbs is an awesome, incredible book. And uh, it's just full of wisdom to us. And, I mean, it's just amazing that, again, that book, I, I was, 
And just again, spend time there. Um, read one a day for you know 31 days. You, you've read, read them all. Just pretty cool. But Proverbs, and, and what I have a tendency to do in, in a message is I'll pull out the Proverbs that I like. And I think that's cool, man, because you know, you go to those things and you stand on those Proverbs, those truths, those words of wisdom. Man, you know, there's Proverbs, words of wisdom written, again, by God to, to, to us. They're not always, like, fun. I'm serious. They're, like, some of them are, like, really challenging to me. Some of that stuff that you read. And I put out, <clears throat> out some from, you know, when it comes to, like, marriage. And I was like, man, I, I just don't want to just slide over and just say the good ones. This was something, and it was like confirmed to me because Chris, he, he come down the other day, and he's in his one-year Bible plan, right? So this, this had fallen on his one-year Bible plan where he was reading that in Proverbs and actually read the verse out loud in the kitchen as a joke so faith would hear it, all right? And so, again, you can have fun and follow Jesus and everything not to be so serious. But, but you know, this was, this is, I'm going to read one of his in just a moment, but I, I've got a couple in here, and this is, this is wild. Oh, man, this is the Bible. Proverbs 21, 19 says, better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. <laughs> if your wife heard you say that, you in trouble. You know, these crowd mice pick up some of y'all at home. You know, your wife's watching at home. That's, that's, that's wild. That wilderness is d- desert land. Some, some translations will say that. And start, I mean, and I, it's, it's, it is funny, but it's not funny. It's like, this is heartbreaking. That God would put something like this in his word, and it wasn't just once. Multiple in Proverbs. I'm going, what? Like, he's saying, like, you know, think about a desert. Get stuck in a desert. Like, man, you're going to die. Like, a horrible death. Really, I mean, it's horrible. Think about, you know, no water, you're going to dry. Eventually, you're going to get right near the end and vultures, and you may see that. And that's, that's bad. He said this, and this is the one Chris brought up, and he almost got in trouble. Thankfully, I was there to help him out in his time of need. No, he said, Proverbs 25, 24, he said, It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Bro. Thankfully, again, they have a good relationship. Uh, Proverbs 19.13. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. He's like, it's like better be waterboarded. No, that's what he's saying. Like waterboarding is better than... I'm sitting there dying in the desert. That's, this is wild to me. And it... I, it's, it we read this and we laugh, but man, you know, God put that in there for a reason. He would, we got to know that, man, God was very serious about every word. And I said this in the beginning, and I believe it. Every word of this is God's word. And it's true. And it was there to help us. And I love this. And I want to go to these and this because this is what it's called to be. This is his design. That word contentious that we see there is strife. So if you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage relationship, husband or wife, We'll see that in Ephesians. It goes both ways. And you're causing strife or contention in the home. Do you realize what you're doing to your spouse? Man, again, but this is what we see. And I love this beautiful passage. My last one for today. Proverbs 18, 22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor 
from the Lord. And then this is, again, this is one of those passages where he didn't put that word, he who finds a contentious wife. He who finds a wife or a spouse full of strife. Because this is what we know is marriage is a gift. It's a gift given to us. A few years ago, I, I, I guess, I don't know, three or so years ago, I was over at my parents and I was cutting their grass. And um, some of you know the story of my dad right now. And he's in a, um, a veteran's nursing home and uh, not doing well. Not improving, really. Uh, things have gotten worse. But um, I was at their house and uh, that day, and I was cutting their grass. And they had a little family of birds, a little bird nest on a post. And they had this put out there because it was designed, again, to keep the enemy out. Just a small hole where they can get in, where they can get out. A top on it that closes to protect. And I was like, man, that is... It's just there was like a sermon in that, in that mess, you know, just in what I was looking at, and just even and again how that was designed. Man, there's just just the design of that that birdhouse. We need to be thankful, thinking about man how we design our home, how we protect and guard, and don't allow the enemy. And just oh man, so much of that. When I was cutting the grass that day, and my mom and dad, my dad was in a clear mind at that point, and he said, "Baby," he said, "Have you checked on the family of birds lately?" Um, she said, no, let's, let's do it. So she runs and grabs a ladder, and she, she climbs up on the ladder, and, and my dad was sitting there holding it. And I actually took, I pulled my phone out, and I took a picture. If you could, Carl, I, I just sent this to our AV team. And, um, man, and I, and I just looked at that picture for just a moment. I want you to take a moment just to look at this because, um, they're about, I guess they just celebrated now 63 years of marriage together. This is around the 60 mark, I believe. And uh, I was like, man, that's a picture of just showing the marriage and the gift that it is. And even the picture of them overlooking and just family and what they're even trying to guard and just thinking about, again, how they've done that spiritually in our household and for our family. And right now, it's, you know, kind of some roles have reversed. Um, my mom held him up for the last few years and um, cared for him and put herself through a whole lot doing that. And um, eventually, we've had to, again, get her some help and uh, to help do that well. Um, but I said that to the guys because I was like, man, that's marriage. <laughs> and that's 60, almost 64 years of some good, some bad, some Terry along the way. <laughs> what? You know, but they recognize something. It's a covenant. My mom now, she's at a stage in a phase where she's doing everything she can to get to him as often as she can. Because, again, they've made a covenant with one another. And I'm going to ask you if you would stand, and you can turn that off, Carl. Thank you, buddy. And as I was thinking about the gift that we've been given, I love this acronym, that a gift is a G-I-F-T, a God-inspired forever treasure. A God-inspired forever treasure. And in closing today, as we stand, as our worship team gets ready to minister, 
want to pray, and we want to pray for needs in this house and needs in this room. There's needs in this room that have nothing to do with marriage. But you know something? God brought you here today. He brought you here for this moment because he wants to heal your situation, even if it has nothing to do with marriage. He loves you that much. He wants to heal and work in your life. For some, it may be emotional struggle, mental struggle, physical. Some of you, it may be marriage or the wounds that that caused. But whatever it is today, if you just need prayer in your life, you need healing for anywhere, any reason at all, any, any need at all, as the worship team closes in song, I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, and just spend these moments with the Lord if you don't have a need in your life. And I want you just to spend it in worship. I want you to spend it in, in thanks to the Lord for being a beautiful groom who's preparing your heart and your life to spend eternity with Him. If that's your life and your situation right now, you don't have a need right now in this room. You don't have a need at home right now as you're watching. But there are many that do. And his heads are bowed and eyes are closed right now. And if you have a need in your life, we would love to pray with you. If any reason at all, you need prayer. I want to invite you just to do this, to step out from where you're at. You can come. You can just, you can, you can come. You can kneel. You can stand. Yeah, God bless you. Come. Just come right now. And as they begin to come, I want our prayer team to come as well. I want you who believe in the power of prayer. I want you just to come and gather around these. And we just want to take these knees to the Lord. If you have a need of any kind, you need you have a wound of any kind, you need healing for any situation, you need the Lord to show up in your life for in any, any way, I want to invite you to come. You can do that this day. If you would, we have prayer team gathered around. You can go to one of these guys. You can talk to them. If you're watching at home, you can drop a comment, message us. Let us know today how we can pray for you. But today, if you don't have a need, can we just spend these last moments together in worship and in prayer as we believe and trust that God's going to heal today, that the Holy Spirit's going to work today and move in lives? Can we pray? Can we praise and honor the Lord during this time? Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.